Hello everyone, it's Zach Perlstein, the Editor-in-Chief of the Boardwalk Times, and today on Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel, we are doing our first ever preview episode. We're going to take a look and examine Marvel Studios' Phase 5 slate, so all of the Phase 5 projects will be discussed. And let's just get this out of the way right now for all the listeners who are listening to this episode in the future. The info we say in this episode may change, and some projects may get delayed and may not be a part of Phase 5 but let's hope everything we discussed today ends up aging well. And one more thing before I introduce our excellent crew, if you want to avoid rumors about future Marvel films and Disney Plus series, then this isn't your episode, and I recommend just listening at a later date. But with all that out of the way, joining me today on our first ever preview episode is an excellent crew. We got Boardwalk Times columnist, Muska Alomi. Hello. Nice to have you back on. Yeah, I'm very happy to be on. Then we got Boardwalk Times columnist Iris Nile. Hello, hello. Glad to have you back on the pod, Iris. Excited to be back. And lastly, we got a great recurring guest in Richard Nebbins of The Direct. Hello. <laughs> Good to be back. Good to see you guys. Good to meet you, Iris and uh, Muska. Great to see you guys. Thanks, Zach, right. for having me on. It's going to be fun. My yep. boyfriend likes to uh, refer to her as Miska Muska Mickey Mouse, so... That I get it a lot. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> Full disclosure, my dad does the same thing, Muska, so uh-huh. I can't believe that that, that just We're came. Getting, I'm getting a lot of background info on how you guys talk about me now. It wasn't my choice. He just did it one day. He's like, oh, you're doing it with her? And I was like, Same here. Oh, wow. Same here. Yep. Like, yep. That was not my uh, choice. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. stuff. No, there's me back to middle school, back in the good old days. Uh. So we're going to go project by project for phase five as we know it right now. And let's just kick it off by discussing a pivotal project for the future of the MCU. And that film is kickstarting phase five. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Are you three hyped for that film? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yes, of course. I am so excited, like crazy excited. (laughs) Kang versus Lang. I mean, I I can't wait. I think it's going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy film. Yeah, I mean, I I'll just go real fast. I have never been this excited for an Ant-Man movie, and it's not because the first two haven't been awesome. I've really loved them, but neither of the first two movies had Kang the freaking Conqueror in them either. So, like, we're 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 in for a big one with this one. I know we got uh, press screenings in like two three weeks before the movie comes out, and. Uh, this is going to be a huge one. Yeah, I agree. I honestly had been avoiding the trailer for a while just because I was not sure if I wanted to dabble just yet, but I watched it right before this podcast and was like, oh my God, this, I think this is like a lot of high stakes for an Ant-Man movie <laughs> in the terms of, yeah, like the first two are good, but they kind of like revolved around just his family and you know him doing his little silly little tasks as as Ant-Man but now yeah we have like King the Conqueror and his the stakes are very high I'm hoping I mm, I don't know if I want to say this since I trashed on Wanda so much and (laughs) Doctor Strange um but i'm hoping we get like a kind of like moral gray ground where he's like i want to do this for my family and we're like "Mm, that's not a good decision (laughs) but at the old like at the end you know we get to the point where he realizes what he's done 
we realize that, you know, it's not very black and white. And obviously, when people struggle, that kind of thing. I'm like, ooh, love. I love when superhero movies do that. I, I think I'm mostly excited for it because I loved the first two movies so much. And I know it's going to be, like, entirely different from the first two ones. But it's just, it. I feel like it's going to be the humor and, like, the stuff we loved from the first two movies with an added high-stakes thing. So I feel like it's just going to be even better. So I'm just, and plus, Cassie is one of my favorite characters in the MCU, well, not the MCU, in the comics, but yeah. So I'm excited that she's getting, like, a bigger part. Yeah, I, I'm i excited for it as well. I'm excited to see Cassie Lang all grown up. Scott lost out on a lot of time with his daughter. And I'm also wondering if we do get a young Avenger set up in Quantumania. I feel, I feel like it's, like almost a guarantee but i don't to. know they have yeah. to like they yeah. can't just deprive us of not of, of the young avengers like they can't do it they've they've had so many of them already now just bring in the rest i did a preview episode of phase five with with my guys at the direct shout out the direct podcast um and one of my bold predictions for at least for phase five or for this year i think was that we're going to get a young avengers tease at some point I mean, I've, I've been thinking it's going to happen pretty much since WandaVision came out. So Same. it's got it's got to happen here at some point sooner or later. And I feel like Cassie would be the good the good kind of open door to go through to to go down that route. I hope so. I mean, I thought that was going to be America Chavez, but apparently not. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's too busy with Wong right now trying to be a sorcerer that no young <laughs> Avengers for her and her MCU future. But we'll yeah. See. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, that comes out February 17th of this year. And then our first Disney Plus series of the year is Secret Invasion this spring. And it's about a faction of Skrulls that have infiltrated Earth. And that was the seeds were planted for that back in Captain Marvel and then reiterated in Spider-Man Far From Home and then in WandaVision. It's this secret invasion is being described as this like huge major crossover event. And I personally thought it could have been an Avengers film. So, I mean, I'm very curious to see how they do this for Disney plus. Yeah. I mean, this is easily going to be the biggest Disney plus show from the MCU that we've had so far. I mean, we don't know what's obviously coming out later, but this is going to be a huge thing. I mean, this is one of the biggest comic events of the last 15, 20 years. And I mean, like you guys said, that it's been set up for years already. Captain Marvel, WandaVision, everything. Um, you know, Nick Fury versus the Skrulls and, and Talos and everything. This is going to be awesome. I just can't wait to see. I don't know if we're going to get like the huge, huge Avengers level cameos that I think everybody's kind of expecting, like the, you know, Captain America or Iron Man or Hulk or anything. But I'm betting somebody is going to show up and like reveal himself to have been a Skrull at some point. I don't know who yet. But it's going to be, be fun Rody. to find out. Watch my words. It's going to be Rhodey. I would not be shocked if it's Rhodey. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like the, I'm interested to see it as a Disney Plus show because I also agree. I thought it would be like a movie because they're building it up in every movie so much. But I'm hoping this means that they'll take like the Disney Plus shows to a next level because I feel like currently people have been kind of like seeing it as like, oh, I don't need to really watch that project unless i'm a hardcore marvel fan yeah so yeah that's what i that's what i'm hoping for and this cast is loaded it's like you have samuel L. jackson you have ben mendelson you have amelia clark olivia coleman kingsley benadir 
and that's just like people who've been announced where it's like i already know that martin freeman who was in wakanda forever the black panther franchise he's supposed to be in this yeah he was in the first trailer so yeah he's definitely confirmed yeah and i i wonder you know if he's a scroll then my mind's gonna be blown oh that'd be messed up I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I really think this whole, who can you trust story? It would sort of make sense, though, for him, sort of. Yeah, it could, I mean, especially with how in, intertwined in the government he's been since uh, since Civil War. I, yeah, I exactly. could see that as a possibility. Oh, one more prediction for uh, Secret Invasion is I think whoever is the current MCU president will be revealed as a scroll during the series and that will be like the catalyst for this being like such a wide panic maybe like an episode one big reveal to like set up the rest of the craziness yeah i think it's like you have to have something that like gets nick fury down from the sword you know it has to be something meaningful to like have that happen yeah Fury's gonna be like not the president Like the you only guys man call I me, thought I could trust. You guys call me down for this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And Secret Invasion, that comes out in spring of 2023. And can't wait to watch that because that's going to be just such a cool event series. And then our second film of 2023 and our second film of Phase 5 is this one's going to be a tearjerker. I really think this one is going to be pretty sad it's guardians of the galaxy volume volume three and that comes out may 5th of 2023 and it's going to be like the last guardians film and the last james gunn film at marvel studios for probably a long long time if not ever so i mean i mean i'm not emotionally prepared for it but i'm super excited for it I don't, I don't think anybody's emotionally prepared for it. We all know that we're going to be bawling our eyes out in theaters. I mean, after what everybody said from the first footage that was shown at Comic-Con in D23, uh, this one is going to probably be the saddest movie in MCU history. And I'm I'm already anticipating. I'm going to see it about four or five times in theaters. Um, I mean, just from the, what we got in the first trailer, Baby Rocket alone is going to be a stab in the heart for every MCU fan ever. Yeah, I honestly want that pain. I I feel like I <laughs> No, I, I understand what you mean. I've been Thank craving you. it. <laughs> I, I I want it. Like okay. The fact that like from Spider Man No Way Home, like it like hit you so hard. That's what I want. Like that's what I feel like the MCU can do so well if they would stop like, you know, trying to diffuse the emotional aspects with like one liners but I think they have such a like compelling story in in terms of like you know in the comics these these superheroes are like tortured they literally lose so many like so many people they love and for Guardians of the Galaxy it's so peppy and uplifting and it's like fun and I think like to get to the heart of the story because this is like a found family trope where you know there's like a bunch of misfits and they're all, they finally found a place to belong. And I feel like those stories have the most capacity to be emotional. So I'm really, really hoping. I just like feel like in pain the whole If they time. don't do it, I'm gonna, if it's not going to be as emotional as I'm expecting it, I'm going to be so upset. So like, yeah. I'll be crying for a different reason. So like, I'll <laughs> still bring my tissues to the theater because like, I'll be crying either way, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm just, I... From watching the trailer, I just I know someone's gonna die, and like that's gonna you know I I'm I don't know I'm prepared for 
any of them to die. I love them all. So, ugh. yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm absolutely 100 percent expecting somebody to die. I don't know if we want to, like, take bets here or anything. I My money's probably on Drax just because of the, the Dave really? Batista comments. Uh, honestly, yeah, just because, you I know, Batista, Batista in particular has been so, like, like this is going to be his last movie with the MCU. It, it doesn't seem like he's coming back. And not like he hasn't, you know, appreciated and everything, but it seems like he's ready to move on. Um, I it would kill me if Rocket, if anything happens to Rocket, especially because See, I this thought was, it was going to be my money was going to be on Rocket. Yeah, especially because this movie is going to be all about him anyway. Yeah, exactly. But no, we'll see. What if, you know, and I hate even throwing out the scenario and it breaks my heart already. But what if James Gunn goes all Rogue One on us and all the Guardians go? Nope. Oh, that'd no. be messed up. No. He that suicide would be so squads. messed up. Don't he even put that into the universe. I, 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 I don't know do why that. I just did that, Iris. I don't know why I just did that, but like I wow. just now thought the universe of it. is gonna listen and it's gonna be like, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's already filmed. We go back from this one. Don't, it's okay. You know, I mean, we we haven't God. seen the movie yet. We don't know what happens. Yeah, they have to do the yeah. reshoots anyway, so <laughs> Yeah, oh. they reshoot it just for us, just for Zach. Yeah, they he hear said this podcast, like you know what? I think that's a good idea. Uh, I mean, I know James Gunn has interacted with with our guys at the direct, and when I used to write for the Luminarity, he he debunked a couple of rumors from there too. So, uh, who knows? We will see. He's gonna have to debunk this podcast. He's gonna have to listen, <laughs> then debunk the he's podcast. He's like, what are these fools saying? This he's writing no. a personal email and it's like, guys, oh, please, God. Don't how dare you? <laughs> Yeah, wow. I highly yeah. doubt it, though. I genuinely doubt it. The MCU has never been strong in, like, kind of, like, that darkness. I don't know. For like, sure, yeah. Movies. Yeah, like, I think if... I think if any movie has a chance to really get there, I think it's this one. And Secret Invasion, I think, is going to be another one on Disney Plus that could really, really tackle that kind of dark stuff that we've been looking for. Yeah. that And I think it would be really interesting because we kind of were expecting that from moon night right and as like it was kind of heavy like heavy but it wasn't as dark as anticipated and i think that like with guardians because you know it's supposed to be like kind of peppy not in, but like you know peppy with a side of um peppy with a side of trauma yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm trying to think of like the right right peppy with a side of emotional trauma <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know, here's some happiness, but also all of these people are severely uh, traumatized. Yeah. I so. mean, this franchise did start off with, you know, the brutal cancer-ridden death of Peter Quill's mother. So Exactly. So yeah. I give it a good shot at, you know, at going there because it has gone there before. It's yeah, youth no, trauma, think... parental trauma, all of the, all of the bits. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely think they have the potential, but, you know... It's that kind of feeling when you build an emotional connection with a character that is like quite a little different. It's like something that's like just sad where you're like, oh, his mother dying of cancer is sad. But then right. like a person that you are emotionally attached to in the movie dies and then you're like, oh my God, yeah. their aspirations, their dreams. I knew all of it and it's just gone. People we've known for 10 years already, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of feeling, I'm wondering, I'm genuinely wondering if they would take a risk and, like, kill off more than one character. Because I do think one character would probably yeah. get, you know. It's going to be at least one. Yeah. But we'll I, have to see. I, I don't know if I want it to be more than one, but 
just fingers crossed that they make it mean something and that they make it worth it. Yeah, agreed. 100%. And I think James Gunn has a good track record of deaths within the MCU and making them worthwhile because Yondu's death in volume two has stuck. And right. And I think that volume three, true. yeah, volume three, I think he'll do the same. And also, I think this is the rare um, MCU film where I think a lot of people are going to just go in and just be excited to watch the actual film. They're not going to be thinking of what comes next. And I think right. that's a problem I have with Marvel films sometimes is you're so excited to be like, oh, what's coming next? What's coming next? Where this is just like you're going to actually just watch a film and this is it. Like this is the conclusion. So I think it has a good potential because it's not really like James Gunn has to worry about setting up Galactus or, you know, whatever comes down the line because really I feel like he can just do his own things. And I'm not saying he might not tease stuff or do that, but like, I think there's some major potential here just to have a good solid story and like a good conclusion for the guardians. Yeah, no, like the, the guardians played so heavily, actually funny enough, even though they're like off doing their own thing, most of the time they played so heavily into infinity war and Endgame just because of the Thanos connection. I'm really curious to see what he does now that he doesn't have to do that since they're not as necessarily connected to Kang moving forward. Um, and plus we have no idea like what any of them would do in the next couple of Avengers movies in Kang dynasty or secret wars. So, I mean, what we get from them in those is pretty much a bonus and, you know, we'll see what happens after this one. I mean, I'm also just excited to see more of them because we were promised them in like Thor and then we got like two seconds of them. So yeah, we got like oh. two scenes and that's it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't remind me of that. That was depressing. That was like the most um, beaten switch yeah. marketing I've seen where it's like, yeah. you're so pumped for, guardians but yeah guardians of the galaxy volume three that comes out in may and i can't wait it's easily the most anticipated film of the year for me and moving on within phase five the next title we're about to talk about though is one where i think this one could end up getting delayed out of 2023 maybe out of even 2024 i've been hearing such mixed things on it and i honestly don't know why but it's echo which is the hawkeye spinoff about like maya lopez echo returning to her hometown after the events of hawkeye that's going to be a disney plus series but it seems like that series is having like a ton of issues and they haven't really given it a concrete date in the disney plus lineup so i'm very curious what marvel studios ends up doing with it yeah, no, I, I mean, like, it was originally set for summer. Um, I think it was supposed to be set before Loki originally, but then, all, you know, all these problems started coming out and everything. And this is one that's actually moderately high up on, on my list in terms of anticipated stuff, especially just because we're going to get, you know, we're supposed to get the Charlie Cox Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin stuff again, you know, for the first time together in the MCU, really, since all the Netflix stuff that I'm not even going to get into the canon thing. That's a whole other story for a whole other day that I don't have time for. Um, but no, this one is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Hawkeye was probably actually one of my favorite Disney Plus series. I really enjoyed what they did with it, especially with Maya Lopez and her story. And um, I'm just really excited to see where they go with it. She's the MCU's first truly like deaf superhero. So uh, a, sh a whole show focused on her from that perspective is going to be fun. And just getting more background on her, more time with her as a fighter, as a hero, as a character. I think it's going to be a really fun one. I really hope it doesn't have too many problems, you know, going into production and, and release and everything. I like will heartily agree. I said that's a weird will heartedly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wholeheartedly agree. It, it happens. You, you do <laughs> yes. enough of these things, it happens. <laughs> I know. It's Very my true. Dutch was slipping through. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I'm so, I'm actually really, really excited for this project. So to hear that it's been delayed makes me really sad because, like you said, like first deaf uh, superhero or anti hero, I'm not sure where they're going to yeah. like take her. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere on the spectrum. But I just I'm really excited to see what they do with her and her story and like her going back to her her hometown, and her roots and how they tie in all the uh, Native American stuff. Like that's super interesting to me as well to see more of that culture in the MCU. And yeah, I just hope we get it sooner rather than later. Yeah, I am really hoping they because this has this doesn't have as many limitations. You know, this is relatively a new character that the MCU can be a lot more experimental with what they're doing. I want them to get weird. I want them to do things that are, you know, more abnormal. I don't want them to go into the normal, like, formula. And I feel like projects like this would allow them to, especially with, like, the Daredevil mix. Like, you know, you can get really, really into the core of, like, these superheroes. And I really hope that the past few... um projects that have included diversity I have enjoyed but I do hope they go a little bit further like just just a little bit further where it's not so much performative whereas you know because this is like Native American this is the roots of America they they can go deeper and I hope I hope they get writers that are Native American on there as well I'll say to that, I hope they go more Miss Marvel than they did with Moon Knight. Like, as as the Jewish guy in the panel on, uh, for Moon Knight, yes. God knows episode yes. five hit, episode yes. five hit in a special, special place for me as the Jewish guy in this in this sphere. But I do kind of wish they had explored on that more. And then just one more thing I want to mention, too. I'm excited to see the MCU kind of get back to more of that street-level stuff with Maya, because we really haven't had a lot of that probably since Hawkeye. Um, especially like in, in 2022, I mean, we had the the mystical stuff with Moon Knight and Doctor Strange and a bunch of superpowers with Miss Marvel and, you know, all the God stuff with Thor and even uh, with Black Panther and um, and stuff like that. So I'm really excited to see what they can do on that level where it doesn't need quite as many special effects and, you know, it can just kind of be more street level and more raw stuff like that. Um, usually that kind of that kind of theme works really well in the MCU and I hope they do a good job with it. Yes. Agreed. That is what I'm looking for. I want more grounded stuff that just kind of does its own thing. And, you know, we get to like how people, I think like the appeal of daredevil was that he was just like fighting criminals in hell's kitchen. And, you know, he wasn't like this extraordinary, I mean, he, he was, but like he wasn't, <laughs> uh, he wasn't like, uh, like, like supernaturally powerful. He just kind of like was really good at fighting and had. He's just a guy. <laughs> he's just really good lawyer. Yes, just a really good lawyer. Really good lawyer. I do love how that's taken off. Like since he officially officially joined the MCU, yeah. that's been amazing. <laughs> and. One last note on Echo is I know the directors of the series are Native American because I'm pretty sure they worked on Reservation Dogs from FX, that series on FX. Yeah. And then I know, I think the head writer, I don't know if the head writer for Echo is Native American or not. I just know that she worked on Better Call Saul, 
which is a critically acclaimed series. So I do think Echo has a lot of potential. It's just one of those things where it's just so weird when you have a project that doesn't get like put on the schedule or like you just don't hear anything about it. So it's like kind of becomes out of sight, out of mind. So hopefully they announce where they're planning on putting it on the schedule, whether it is in 2024 or sometime in 2023. Here's hoping. Yeah. And then moving on, um, summer of 2023, we get our first ever like returning Disney Plus series. We get Loki for season two. And this this one's going to be huge, especially with we're within the multiverse saga. And I mean, season two has so many different possibilities from like Kang the Conqueror angle to just like the whole TVA. And like, I'm very curious on how they're going to do it because it's just like, it seems like this is going to be one of those crucial titles that sets up Kang Dynasty and some of these other bigger Marvel titles. Yeah, I mean, Loki Season 2, I think outside of Secret Evasion, Loki Season 2 has a chance to be the biggest like solo series of Phase 5. I mean, especially because Loki Season 1 is is really high up for most people on their like list of favorite Disney Plus shows so far, especially because of the Kang twist at the end with He Who Remains. And especially after Ant-Man comes out with, you know, we're getting prime Kang, like the main Kang. I think the Kang presence in this show is going to be absolutely crazy. I mean, from the stuff we've heard from the trailers that premiered at uh, D23 and Comic-Con, um, we're getting a ton of like different Kang nods at least. And, you know, seeing Tom Hiddleston back in action again, I just want to see him. I want to see them take everything that they did in season one and just take it up a bunch of notches, like just do what they did, but more of it. Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, everybody. I also, Tom Hiddleston back at it. Well, I guess I don't know if he was a dad while filming this, but he is returning as a dad. Right. <laughs> one, of, one of the few, one of the few um, dads in MCU. But I'm mostly excited to see where they're taking Loki because currently in my head, it's kind of been up in the air. I know that Loki season one is pretty high up there for people, but I remember seeing it. It's like, okay, this is setting up King the Conqueror. But now I'm kind of interested to just see like, okay, what's going to happen with Loki? Like where, where is this going for him? I is agree. Kinda, yeah. Is he just kind of get stuck in here? What's going to be the whole thing with him falling in love with a version of himself? No, I um Still weird. Still weird. Don't, don't <laughs> start. Yeah, yeah. So like, Stuff like that is, I think, my main concern with Loki season two, because I do think it is pretty high up there, but I'm just curious. I'm like, hmm, I wonder where this is going. Yeah, I feel like season one was so good that now for season two, I'm like, well, where are they going to take it? Like, how are they going to make this even better? Because like season one had me so hyped every week to like see a new episode it was almost as good as WandaVision for me, but not quite. <laughs> and um, I, I just, like Muska said, I don't really know where they're going to take the characters now because we've done, like, seeing all the different versions of Loki. We've done going into different realities. So, like, I wonder how they're going to approach this season. But, yeah, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. My uh, high hope for it, and it's a long shot of this even happening, but the rumor is that Deadpool and Wolverine that film's yes. going to take place inside the TVA and Owen Wilson's going to return as Mobius so you know 
Loki season one, they didn't really give us a post credit. So I'm hoping Loki season two, can we just get Deadpool and Wolverine getting captured by the TVA and we just like cut to black? Just just freak out everyone. I mean, like, can we just like record that real quick and catch that as the shouldn't be too hard, right? Just it's like snap one day, one and done. Yeah. (laughs) Zach knows this. Deadpool three is like my most anticipated MCU project outside of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Maybe even above them, honestly. That's super fair. I do not blame you. Yeah. Um I I mean, literally, I'm sitting in a Deadpool chair right now. Um and I cannot wait for that. I can't believe I didn't mention that either. I mean, Loki season two tying into Deadpool three. Sign me the hell up. I I can't wait. I hope it happens just for the fun of it. But Loki, I think either way is going to be this like great series. It's going to. But Muska, you bring up a great point about like Loki so far has been kind of just setting up King. And now I think in season two, they do have to focus on. So why does Loki exist right now? Like, why does this character still have to continue on? So I'm hoping we see some more character development from Loki, but I do think they're still building Kang. I do think this show's really a building block for the big bad, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just excited to see it this summer. I think it's gonna be a really good, really good show. Yeah, definitely high on my list. Agreed. And then in the summer we also get a, another Marvel film. We get The Marvels in July on July 28th. And that's Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan, Monica Rambeau. They begin swapping places with each other every time they use their powers, and then they must team up to team up to figure out why. And I hope we get a trailer for this one soon because I heard like the trailer at like D twenty three and Comic Con, like really good. And I I'm just more curious about the plot of this. I know Nick Fury is gonna be in it too, so I mean I'm just. I'm excited to see Kamala interact with Carol, and I'm also excited to finally see. Well, monica beefing with carol because that was such a key key part in wandavision that i i'm just excited for this film but i want to see a trailer for it i i agree that's one big thing is i can't wait to see the monica carol relationship because that that really has been building since wandavision but the one big thing i'm really curious about is this one is could potentially have some big like multiverse saga ties because of um like you were saying kamala's bangle um it's said to be kind of one of those big multiverse saga MacGuffins, probably like along with the 10 rings so i'm really curious to see how that kind of drives the story forward and now with you know carol being in monica's or in kamala's bedroom which is going to be a great plot point to uh to follow up on but no i think this movie has a chance to dive into some really cool stuff also shout out uh zawi ashen who's going to be i think the villain in this movie she and tom hiddleston power couple um that's right that's right I... that's what i'm stacked um... But, um, but no, and and I'm just excited too for um I was talking about this with my guys with the direct on on our last podcast for I'm really excited to see Brie Larson actually get a chance to really give a, a great performance with this character because I didn't realize this before or I didn't remember remember this until a couple of weeks ago that she filmed Endgame before Captain Marvel yeah. and she did both of those like back to back. So she's never People really had a so chance. much smack for slack for it, even though she was like like, yeah. she literally didn't really know the character yet in Endgame. Yeah, she had to, you know, have this character debut in the biggest movie of all time. Um, So I'm really excited to see her get a chance to sit with the role and really, like, dive into it full on. Um, I think she's going to she's going to prove why she was cast and, you know, why this character is so important in the MCU. So I'm I'm excited to see it. It's going to be a good one. I I went on a Disney cruise this past December and one of the 
experiences I got to do was there was this Marvel restaurant and they did a Avengers short film and Brie Larson's Captain Marvel reprised her role alongside uh, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, Anthony, Ma Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, Captain America, and then Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd as Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I got to watch this mini Avengers short film. And even though uh, Captain Marvel was only in it for like, I don't know, like 20 seconds, I definitely feel like even in this little short film made for the Disney Cruise Line, definitely seems like she's getting more comfortable with like showing off her personality within the Captain Marvel role. Like it's just a, just seemed a bit more comfortable and a bit more exciting too. So I'm very excited to see how she does in the Marvels. And then my other thing about the Marvels real quick is I'm shocked that it still isn't called Captain Marvel two, just from the standpoint, Captain Marvel one made so much money that, right. you know, I'm just shocked. They didn't just call it Captain Marvel two, just because I don't know. If you're not a diehard MCU fan, would it click in your brain that the Marvels like is people are Captain Marvel get confused. 2? Exactly. Yeah, it's like when that they might hurt the, it. They called the Harley Quinn film, instead of calling it Harley Quinn, they called it like Birds of Prey. So it's like, I think for the main audiences sometimes. Yeah, after giving it a, the most ridiculous title in the history of movie titles, which that, that, don't even get me started on the whole Harley Quinn title fiasco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just like fine movie i enjoyed it but the title thing was stupid um anyways <laughs> yeah no like i i agree on the, on the marvel's front that title thing but um but uh it, if i come back to my point i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to it but <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, no, that whole thing's gonna be on a whole tangent i mean i don't blame you for getting angry at it but i also know that for like considering that ms marvel was i think like the lowest rated uh disney plus show like not a lot mm -hmm. of people uh, watched it lowest and, premiere yeah 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 and the fact that um captain marvel also had so much controversy i am not surprised that they're not really paying that much attention to it like right. i don't think they would have like marketing wise been like very concerned about the title because i think and maybe <laughs> maybe i'm wrong but i have a <laughs> feeling that it's like Nah, they're gonna like you know we'll see people, what happens yeah, yeah. people who will want to watch it will know it's coming out that's oh true. for sure yeah, yeah we're not gonna market it to the general audience because the general audiences don't watch it yeah and well yeah and no sorry to cut you out but like i think unfortunately too for this one I think of the three movies coming out this year, this is probably the least hyped one behind Ant-Man 3 and yeah. Guardians 3. Yeah. Um, and then there's the fact, too, that two of its three leading characters largely have have been on Disney Plus so far. So yeah. that's a that's a big shot. I mean, this is really like Alman Villani's first movie, which is Crazy. insane. Insane, yeah. especially after how well she did in this Marvel. Very exciting for her. Like, she's going to uh, like, yeah. do so well, but... Yeah, she's one of my favorite MCU rookies last year. <laughs> yeah, no, I but I definitely think this has a play into the movie overall. And that's why I don't have that many high expectations from it, because I feel like Marvel might not be putting it out as their like, you know, really big hit. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that that gives them a little bit more liberty to like how they write the story and how they can, you know, basically play with the story. Because when people's expectations go down, that means like, you just kind of get free range of yeah and we saw that with the mcu projects the special projects last year so i'm hoping this gives them the creative liberty but i am 
I am overall disappointed with how it's been played out for the past few times. Obviously, being the one that did the Miss Marvel podcast. So I am I am a little weary, but I am hoping for the best as well. So all we can do. Yeah. All we can do. Yeah. And, um and and just last thing, I remember where I was going. Um, that cruise thing that you mentioned, Zach. I remember yeah. I watched I watched the video on that. I, I reported on the video of it. I that was a that was a really cool um little short thing that they did with with Miss Marvel and and Captain America and everything. Gets me excited for all the Captain Marvel stuff coming up, but then also for all the uh, future Avengers crossovers and everything. But no, and like you guys are saying, I just really hope this one has a chance to be really good because like I don't think Captain Marvel was dealt the best hand when it first came out, mostly just because it came out right before Avengers Endgame, which. I wouldn't put that on any any MCU movie, and it was introducing a new character, and it set up somebody important for Endgame itself. But um, but no, I think this one has a chance to shine, especially uh, I think like Musco was saying, because Ant Man three and Guardians three are really taking the spotlight for this year. I mean, Guardians for the emotion and Ant Man three for the Kang stuff. So hopefully that'll give the Marvels a chance to really do something you know fun and special with it, with kind of the lower expectations. For sure. And I, I think, yeah, it could shock some people. I think it has potential. I just hope they release that trailer soon so we can watch it and get more excited for it. I think that's a that's a big key. I figure maybe they'll release it. Maybe they'll do it with uh, Ant-Man. Actually, I don't know if they'll do it with Ant-Man 3 because it might be a little soon, but maybe maybe in the lead up to one of the Disney Plus series coming out. Sooner the better, in my opinion. I, Here's I, I Yeah, I just hope they start to market stuff and our next film we're talking about is another one where it's similar to Echo, but it's on the film side where there's been a lot of controversy around this film and it's been getting delayed. It had a director switch, a writer switch. It's Blade. And ooh, yeah, I, yep. it's a very yep. popular character, but in my head, I just think maybe they bit off more than they could chew right now trying to do a Blade film. And I'm just, you know, it's been this Blade. I read the story of Marvel Studios last year at the big book, Marvel Studios. And Blade was the one, the one story they could never get off the ground. Like that was like theme throughout the book was like Blade was the one story. Feige and Nate Moore would hire screenwriters and directors all the time. And it would just never get off the ground. So I hope they can find a way to make this happen. But right now it just seems so crazy. It's looking bleak. Yeah, I mean, Blade is, I think, a really exciting movie in and of itself. I mean, like, I mean, especially getting Mahershala Ali to play the the character. Um, but no, this one's been through so many problems over the last, you know, few months and everything with being delayed and, you know, switching directors and everything. I just really want it to be good, and especially since we got that tiny little tease for Blade in, uh, in Loki, the one vampire mentioned. Um, I mean, finally going more into the supernatural stuff. That's what I'm excited for. Um, actually, I've been watching a bunch of like old movies recently. I finally got to the original Blade trilogy within the last few months, and those are actually some pretty solid movies considering they're late '90s and early 2000s. They like they opened the doorway for the MCU to be what it is today, and I just really want a good Blade movie in the MCU because I think it's an awesome character, and I think they have a chance to explore something new that people haven't seen before from the MCU. Something that dark, like the stuff we want to see from Guardians Three and Secret Invasion, everything. And he's just an awesome character. I really just want him to do a good job with it. Yeah, agreed. I honestly, besides knowing that Mahershala Ali is in it, I'm, 
I'm I have no relative context besides that it is the most anticipated movie and that people are really really hoping this one's good so in that context I'm I'm just excited to see what they'll do with it but I am also interested on like how many people they might disappoint or not get quite there it seems like they're putting a lot of cards on that table I think they're really really expecting it to take off so maybe that's why it's being delayed so much because they kind of want to nail it they want to like do such right a good that. job that like they're like oh no it's still not good we gotta make it better but <laughs> I hope yeah, so that worries me though because like me too because like it's never gonna be perfect so yeah like you're never gonna satisfy everyone 100 percent. it's just not possible with marvel movies oh god no especially the last couple of years yeah. of phase four Ooh, and everything absolutely. that's been proven absolutely. multiple times over yep mm-hmm. when when the blade news came out the one thing that was evident by the trade writers was that they felt like blade the reason why it's it got delayed and stuff was that Mahershala Ali was upset with the script. He didn't think the script and story was strong enough. And then he felt that Kevin Feige was spread too thin throughout, you know, all the other Marvel projects they have in the pipeline. So I think now that it seems like they're taking time to reassess everything that maybe Blade can get back on track and then eventually come out. Don't know if that'll be phase five or phase six, but Hey, I think it could be a very exciting potentially new franchise and hero for the MCU specifically. And it will definitely open up the gates to the supernatural side way more than Marvel has already done. Yeah. My last, my last quick point on it too. Blade might, might end up being one of the most important movies in the MCU too. Mostly for the fact that because everything is getting pushed now and spread out more, I think that honestly might be a good thing for Marvel because like even as jam-packed as 2021 was, we got like the No Way Homes of the World and, you know, the WandaVision and everything. But it was such a mixed year in terms of like fan reviews and critical reception and everything. And it was almost kind of the same way in in 2022, even though we only got, what was it, three um, three movies and there were ended up being five Disney Plus stuffs with the two uh, special t- presentations. But I hope... If anything, with Blade, I hope this kind of lets Marvel, you know, spread things out more and take their time to make sure everything gets done right. Um, I mean, even if it means pushing, you know, Avengers 5 and 6 to another year or something, I will take better content over Rush content any day of the week. That 100%, you're speaking to the choir, Richard. I've already advocated on this podcast that King Dynasty and Secret Wars both should be delayed to 2027, 2028. Give these films you know, give these films and these big time stories enough time. It's like, why rush towards these huge Marvel stories when we don't have these, you don't have that emotional connection with all these characters yet. You know, it's not like we're lacking for MCU content in other places. And it's also, it's like King dynasty and secret wars. It's like the reason why Endgame did so well is like, we had the emotional buildup to it. And like, we had connections with all these characters. I feel like if they rush to King dynasty and secret wars, it's not going to hit the same. It's not going to, you know, I might not have as much love for the Miss Marvels or Shang-Chi's if we only get to see them once and then we don't get to see them again until this Avengers film. Or the same with like Jennifer Walters and Daredevil, like all these new characters that are in the MCU now. It won't feel the same if they're only in like one project and then we don't ever see them again until this Avengers film. It won't hit the same, you know. Fingers crossed. 
And before we break down the rest of phase five slate, we're going to do a quick animation roundup because we really don't know if these animate animation projects will be included in phase five or not, or if they will be included in phase six, or if they just won't be a part of the phases at all. But the four series we have is we have what if season two, X-Men 97, Spider-Man freshman year and Marvel zombies. Those are all supposed to come out technically within that phase five window. And I'm just going to throw it out to the group. Out of those four series, which one are you looking forward to the most? For me personally, I'd probably say X-Men, mostly just because this is our first like true X-Men content under the MCU umbrella. And it's a classic show that all of us, you know, maybe 90s kids, I don't know how old everybody is on this group, but all of us 90s kids grew up with. Um, so getting that show back, getting, um, you know, the writers that are involved with it and everything, I think that one's going to be really cool. Because like, I mean, what if was okay to me it was different than i expected i still enjoyed it um and then you know marvel zombies that'd probably be my second one that i'm most excited for just because of the kind of darker you know r-rated theme of it like they can really go all out with it on the gore and the craziness and everything um i just hope the animation stuff is good like i i we were talking about maybe kevin spikey being spread too thin across the live action stuff and i just really hope that doesn't kind of translate over to the animation stuff too because i love animation in almost every form so i just want it to be good yeah i oh sorry was good <laughs> no 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 <laughs> um i i think i have to agree that i'm most excited for x-men because i'm just really ready for some good x-men content because we haven't really gotten that in the past few years no yeah. offense to dark phoenix but you know <laughs> I don't think it's going to worry about that. Wasn't great. Um, but I'm also just really excited for Spider-Man uh, the freshman year because I love Spider-Man. So that's just a bias. But like you said, with Marvel Zombies, I'm excited for that too because I am a horror fan. So like a good zombies thing, I can never pass on that, you know? So honestly, I'm excited for all of them. Like, what if I'm probably like a little like, okay, like I'm going to watch it, but we'll see what happens. But the rest I'm really excited about, so... Yeah, I would have to agree about the Spider-Man freshman year. I have such, he was, he was like my first superhero crush. So I genuinely love anything related to Spider-Man. And I think with animation, they have so much liberty to do just like whatever. And as we've seen from um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So like, I just feel like freshman year, we could explore just like the day-to-day -day life of spider-man you know the thing that makes him so appealing is he's just your neighborhood friendly spider-man and him tackling as peter parker stuff that normal college students do and i really always love that aspect of spider-man where it's just you know kind of mundane as well as you know optimistic and more just happy I love Peter Parker as well as Spider-Man. And dorky. But, Don't forget the dork. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, oh. preaching, preaching to the Spider-Man choir. I saw the first Tobey Maguire movie in theaters when I was like 11 years old. And, you know, he's been a huge part of my life ever since. So uh, yeah. I'll take any good Spider-Man content we can get. Yeah, exactly. That, like, I'm just kind of at that point. Even though, like, we had, like, one of the best movies from Spider-Man. But it's just... For me, like, I want, like, that kind of, like, normal, mundane life of Peter Parker. Give it to me! All I'll say is it's going to have a lot to live up to with Across the Spider-Verse coming out this year. Um, that is that's... very true. You're yeah. right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm more excited <laughs> for that. 
Me too. <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. The hype for that but is. <laughs> I've just, I've been like so upset though, like just like with the delay and how much it's been pushed back. And oh my god, I remember seeing it on like the Into Spider Verse on Netflix. I was like, I'm gonna rewatch this, and then I think took it off like five seconds later, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that's one of the only ones that I'm actually not worried about with the delays, just because you know mostly just because it's been everything with COVID and everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll get off the Spider Verse train real quick here, but that's going to be probably the best movie of the year, honestly. Yeah, if we're being, if we're being I, really honest. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I guess you're you got me going because it's just like it has so much. It's like it goes to the authenticity of Spider-Man, and it doesn't have to do with anything else. And you're just like you know you're just focused on it, and I think it's great. And animation wise, it's beautiful, and that's what I like. Yeah, delay wise, you're like okay, if you're gonna be putting as much detail as you are, go for it. You know, take your time. I'm not complaining here. But yeah, I'm just gonna. I like how I derailed the con <laughs> conversation to just Spider Man fan. Anything into the Spider Verse related is good. Yeah, <laughs> same. Just keep it coming. Well, I, not really, but you know. <laughs> I I just decided on the spot we're gonna have to do a Spider Man across the Spider Verse after show podcast. I mean, we're gonna yes. break the just Disney rule. Yes, we're gonna please. cover yes. Sony. Yep. Yeah, that's it will the exception. Be us, it'll be us four. It'll be us four. I just call it right. executive <laughs> decision. Down. Sorry, sorry, Richard. I just put you. I threw you in there. Hey, like, I'm down. I'm yeah. down. I'm gonna be seeing that opening night. Executive yeah, decision. Executive decision by well. Boardwalk Times, right there. Yeah. So we're gonna do that and break that down but as we continue on with phase five of the marvel cinematic universe the next series that we have coming out in 2023 or late 2023 actually is ironheart and that's gonna be set after the events of black panther wakanda forever and the series is rumored to be about tech versus magic and i think kevin feige actually confirmed that so it's not rumored it's actually official and then anthony ramos from hamilton and in the heights He's going to play the hood as the main villain of the series. And the, also the weirdest rumor from this series, and I don't think it's true, but I have to address it. And I know you're going to all groan. You're, I already see your guys' reaction. You're all going to groan. But rumor is that Mephisto is going to be in Ironheart as Sa Sasha Baron Cohen is going to be Mephisto in Ironheart. Which he would I, be the perfect casting, but are you serious? Sure, but like in Ironheart, like would you ever like out of all the series we have coming up, Agatha Coven of Chaos, Blade, yeah. all these other supernatural titles, and it's gonna happen in Ironheart? That's yeah. where I have hesitation. I made my I made a personal pact to not think about Mephisto once pretty much after WandaVision. I think I broke it once in the first episode of Loki, and that was it so and now zach uh, made you break it again i did yeah well not even not just not necessarily talking about him but like expecting him to show up for sure i yeah. i will not expect mephisto to show up until i see it on screen and it is confirmed to be mephisto <laughs> no i yeah i i would agree with the mephisto talk but i'm just interested to see anthony ramos me as well <laughs> I'm still not over the whole debacle. We're not a gossip podcast, but I'm I know I was just about over, to go into I'm over him. Oh, you're going to talk about the Jasmine. Like, oh, yeah. oh man. sorry. I had to bring it up. I'm just not over it. How can you? Boardwalk it's gossip. Just, yeah, it's honestly. And I think on, there is like a level of pop culture that goes into MCU. Just because yeah, that's of true. 
actors. I mean, we all saw She-Hulk, so. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We have, like, and I honestly just feel like because he's a Disney star in the sense of, like, In the Heights was Disney and... Like, well, at least it was released on Disney. And, you know, Hamilton and stuff like that has, like, a Disney connotation to it. And Lynn uh, like, doing all him, the stuff for he, Disney. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, has, like, a very public relationship with another star from Hamilton. <laughs> and just, like, a public cheating scandal. It's going to affect. I think maybe <laughs> that's why the villain role is probably not going to... They weren't, it's, like, that opposed gonna, to it. Yeah, it's going to be very, like, I don't want to say on brand, but. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that was probably, you know, why they're, like, kind of over it. Or else, you know, we've seen how Disney handles, like, kind of, like, a tarnish into the reputation with, I don't know if you guys know about the Good Morning America scandal. But there's, it's just. Yes, in, I yeah, know. <laughs> it's just interesting to hear about and interesting to see. And I am like you know curious as to how he's gonna go about the press tour and everything and i i don't know i'm just i'm very curious right now not to cut you off muska but are you excited for iron heart besides <laughs> anthony ramos <laughs> okay That's a good question I, yeah i know <laughs> Well, that, okay, hello, the Don't Worry Darling press tour goes to show how much gossip. Oh my gosh. Oof. Your movie. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's, true. it's true. You can't deny it. And no. I think that that's probably going to be something that, like, you know, other people, you know, Hamilton star or like fans, probably be like, hmm, he's going to be in an MCU movie. I think, like, that's just probably going to be the one thing that is like the pop culture moment in that movie but Ironheart as like itself if you want me to really talk about it (laughs) I think the magic versus tech part is intriguing to me that whole concept if handled well it could be like a black mirror episode to be quite honest but I agree I don't necessarily think they'll go down that route (laughs) I honestly don't really know how I feel about it because I have to be real honest, I wasn't, I know this is, like, not a great take, but I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of Riri. Like, I don't know, she was just kind of there. Oh, <laughs> snap. Oh, I know, snap. I know, I know. Don't, don't right. slam me down for this. No, but, like, I good, liked her good. as a character, but, like, she didn't really add all that much for me. Like, of course, she, like, saved the day or whatever, but still, like, I don't really know if this is super, like, a project that we really needed like I I would have much rather or not much rather but like if it was another project I would have watched it as well you know like it's not something I'm super looking forward to it's just kind of there for me so yeah I don't know yeah at least for me I'm curious to see how how Black Panther kind of sends her off into her own world I'm excited to kind of kind of get that college feel like wait what we're expecting a little bit from like future Spider-Man movies and stuff like that um I kind of agree that she wasn't like the biggest part, obviously, of, of Wakanda Forever. I mean, she was part of a stacked cast, so she was <laughs> she didn't really have much of a chance. But um, but I am curious to see how she how she continues her whole legacy as Ironheart. From the set photos we've seen, I love the the stuff that they're doing with the suit. At least that they're going at least somewhat practical with it. I I respect that the hell out of that. Um, like you guys have said, the magic versus tech battle is going to be a really interesting 
dynamic to explore. And um and and, and I like Dominique Thorne's performance actually as as Riri. I think she's gonna be an interesting character. She's gonna be one of the young Avengers that we've got coming up. So that'll be a, a big tie into that. So um I just hope this one's good. I mean, I don't know if it has as much hype, obviously, as Secret Invasion or Loki, unfortunately, but but I hope it does well. I'm just gonna watch it and I hope she like captures my heart. And then maybe she will be like, next time we'll be talking about it. I'll just be like, oh my gosh, I love Ruby. She's my new <laughs> favorite character. <laughs> right. So we'll Hope see what so. happens. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. And yeah, I think it'll be fun to see the MCU MIT again. And basically just see Ruby Williams come into her own post Wakanda forever. I'm excited for it. I was actually not as excited for Ironheart until after. And then once I watched Wakanda forever, I was like, okay, I see why this is going to be a Disney plus series now. So that's exciting and i'm you know i'm also excited to see if they do reference iron man and stuff because it is like iron heart iron man like it's kind of you have to address the elephant in the room at some point so yeah yeah and one other thing that does give me hope that it's going to be a good series um i think ryan coogler is an executive producer on it at least so i don't know how i don't know how much involvement he has but if it's any it should be you know a good sign just because of how well he's done with the black panther movies and then our next Disney Plus series, which obviously it's coming in phase five, but we don't know the date or anything yet. It could be late 2023, early 2024. It could get delayed, but it's Agatha Coven of Chaos. It's a dark comedy. It's a WandaVision spinoff featuring a lot of returning Westview players. It's going to be nine episodes. WandaVision creator Jack Schaefer, she's actually writing this series and she's directing some of the episodes. I, at first, when it was first announced, I was like, I can't believe they announced this as an actual project because I just really did not see them ever doing an Agatha spinoff because it just seemed like just really out of character for Marvel in a way. But now once I heard the creative vision behind it, I think there is some serious potential here to be a really fun, not just Disney Plus series, but something that actually helps the MCU too. Yeah, and it's funny. I've written a lot of articles on the show recently. I actually just wrote one this morning about the first official like set picture that came from it. It was just a chair, nothing too crazy, unless somebody can pull out something from a chair. Um, but the chair is Mephisto. I can't do this with you right now. Um, <laughs> oh. oh God. Um. Anyways, but I, here's what I'm thinking about Ag- Agatha Coven of Chaos, and I am beyond excited for it because I love Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness. She's done a great job. This is Marvel's way of doing WandaVision Season 2 without officially doing WandaVision Season 2. It is. You're right. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're completely correct. And because... I kind of love them for it. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at it. Because um, like in recent weeks, we've heard that pretty much everybody from this show, at least all the Westview supporting characters, are going to be coming back to, to play roles in this one. We don't know how many episodes they're going to be in or what, or even if they're playing really the same roles. But they're all coming back. I mean, pretty much the only ones that aren't right now are Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and, you know, the other main crew from WandaVision. But I'm excited for it. I loved, like I said, I love Catherine Hahn as Agatha. I think this is going to be a really fun series. And um, I think we've got a more of a young adult Wiccan coming in. So that should be something interesting, even though I, I love Julian Hilliard as the younger version. I got to interview him after Doctor Strange. That was awesome. And he loves playing the role. But no, this is going to be a fun one. I just hope it doesn't get delayed too much because it seems like, I mean, they're filming it right now. So I don't know if it'll be ready for the end of this year 
or if they'll maybe do it after one of these other projects, but hopefully it'll come out sometime in the near future. I agree in the sense that I think it's probably going to be just like a really fun project because we have so much potential going for it. And I hope they get I the first half of WandaVision was so weird. And I think that's why I captured everyone's attention because it's like, what is going on with the MCU? You know, we're traveling back in time and not getting addressed and a few things. And I hope they kind of go along that route of, you know, being in a dark comedy. But at the same time, I wouldn't be upset if it kind of went along the route of like Jojo Rabbit dark comedy because that would be really fun because, you know, we have a villain and someone not not likable and having that as like the protagonist would be really really enjoyable so I'm kind of I'm really excited to be to see what they'll do with it I feel like somehow Agatha is going to break the fourth wall a bunch of times I I don't know why she just feels like the kind of character who would do that (laughs) if anybody outside of She-Hulk or or Deadpool feels like they would I feel like especially with Catherine Hahn yeah with Catherine Hahn it feels it just feels right like I usually don't I'm not like she and she Hulk it worked on in Deadpool it works but usually I'm not a super big fan of um fourth wall breaks but I feel like for her it would work and like I wouldn't be mad at it well especially after episode seven in, in WandaVision where they were doing the whole modern yes. family thing exactly that was amazing <laughs> it was so good I loved uh, yeah. that so much exactly I love like those just like experimental them being a little goofy fun and like they broke the fourth wall on that but like in a comedic way where it's not not actually breaking the fourth wall they're just kind of you know realizing that they're not in they're in an alternate dimension like the officer modern family stuff like that yeah yeah exactly like dramatically looking into the camera like jim it, does yes, <laughs> totally I, I loved it it's so it's so fun and for she hulk i wish they did it more to be quite honest it just kind of felt like a um a, a little out of place sometimes yeah yeah but yeah. this isn't a She-Hulk podcast, so moving on. Hey, you actually kind of set me up for a ace transition there, Muska, because you just started talking about She-Hulk, and we were just talking about Agatha, Coven of Chaos, but the next project we're talking about, Jennifer Walter She-Hulk may show up in. It's Daredevil Born Again. Look and, at that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for that. Matt Murdock, Daredevil, it's his first, like, solo project within the mcu it's going to be an 18 episode season so not six not 10 18 episodes that's what I, he deserves yeah and i'm also just kind of curious to see how how do they pull off 18 episodes because that's not something marvel studios has done yet like this is like going back to almost like traditional tv so i'm pumped from that nerdy aspect of like oh my gosh we're getting 18 episodes and obviously there's going to be so much talk about this show. I mean, 18 weeks of daredevil television, basically. Uh, here's, here's my, my question before I, before we I go into actual commentary, do we actually get any sort of confirmation in this series as to whether the Netflix version is Canon at this point? I have given up on it, even though I wanted Honestly, to, I, I I don't know, but I I just I hope they make a reference to it at least, like a little quip. Me too, because I thought they were gonna do it in She Hulk. I thought that was the perfect time to, that she should have just like broken the fourth wall and done it. That's what I was really hoping for, but it didn't happen. Um, hey, I watched a show about you on my TV. <laughs> yeah, although I did love how 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 he came and like who's this asshole. <laughs> 
but but anyway, just real quick, this one this one is high on people's lists. I mean, I mean, clearly after seeing what Charlie Cox did with the role on Netflix and what Vincent D'Onofrio did, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is one of the best comic book vil- villains that we've seen in pretty much anything. Um, I don't know if we're getting to get any head smashed in with car doors in this episode in, in this series, but I, I do hope they kind of lean toward that kind of violence. I hope in, so too. <laughs> yeah. We don't necessarily have to go all the way there. I mean, we saw, a taste of what could happen like in Falcon Winter Soldier when um when John Walker smashed that guy's head in with the shield. Um so we know Marvel can do it effectively. Um so I really hope they kind of go there. And I and I just can't wait to see what what this show does with Daredevil. Like like we said, it's 18 episodes. We've seen Charlie Cox already in No Way Home and in She-Hulk. And I can't wait to see how they how they integrate him into the MCU and give him the story that that we believe he's deserved for years. So I would say that I'm more happy about this project in terms of the actors. I'm happy they're bringing Charlie Cox on. I'm happy they're giving these characters another chance, these actors back into the MCU as they deserve. But in terms of content, I'm very scared. I don't know how they're... Because I watched the season... I watched three seasons of Daredevil, and I think... It is so good. I don't know how they're going to top that. It's a high bar. Yeah. And I genuinely don't think that they will, to be quite honest. I don't want to be pessimistic, but I just feel like, yeah, that like kind of escape, that like second step away from the MCU gave them that, that ability to do all of this, like, you know, really go and explore the psyche of superheroes and what compels Daredevil and Matt Murdock and, you know, every, like, you know, we have the core of him and it was explored so well. The monologue and season three where he just, like, you are not able to take this from me. Like, that was so good. I genuinely don't know how they're going to talk that. Like, the mixture, oh my god, I'm going to go on like this huge ramp. Well, the mixture of philosophy and superheroes is what always gets me going. I'm like, oh my god, I I want to see that level of like complexity, like what goes on. Like, you know, being a superhero is very draining mentally. So give me it. Get, like, show me how draining it can be. And so they did that so well with Daredevil and even the Punisher. And, but like, so how i don't know how they're gonna it's just they make these characters so like like multi-leveled like layered people and like i feel like we're missing that in a lot of characters these days so i just really hope they're not gonna like when it's like flat i hope they don't make him a flat character yeah (laughs) yeah so matt murdoch is such a exactly such a good character and they've established him so well already so i really hope that whatever direction they take him in is going to be a good one because he deserves it. And I just hope they don't reset everything because that's just going to feel so weird for everyone who's already watched all of the show and like loved the show. And I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I am not on one side or the other of the Canon argument. Um, That's, that's a whole other story, but I will say like going off of both of your points, I think that might be why they're making this this first season 18 episodes to make sure that we do get that depth and understanding with him as a character. I mean, whether 
whether the stories that we've seen with him already are part of his story or not, I think the 18 episodes will give him the best opportunity possible of any of these Disney Plus stars to really have a, a fleshed out, you know, an understandable character in the MCU. And especially because we've already seen him twice over the last two years. So I'm really excited from that front on it. Yeah, agreed. I really like want to see Charlie Cox. I want to see him be Daredevil. And that will make me happy for sure. Complexity content wise, that's what I'm more unsure of. But for Matt Murdock and, you know, Daredevil, I want him back on screen. I think he is just the best person for the job. So yeah. Agreed. He's worth it. You can't cast anyone else. (laughs) He's a really good lawyer. He's back. Yeah. He's a a really good lawyer. Hey, Zach, I think think I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I think Daredevil Born Again, I just really think when it comes down to it, I think everyone just has to think of it similar to the comics, really. It's basically going to be a new comic run of Daredevil. So that might mean they take elements from the previous show and then they tie in them CU elements. I really do think it's just going to be like a different, you know, it's like a new comic book writer coming in and like writing a new series. That's how I'm at least viewing it as it's just kind of a, not a soft reboot, but like they're going to take bits and pieces from his past, but they're going to incorporate it into his future as well. They're going to just, it's going to be a new run. Yeah. And I will say this. I do hope that Eldon Henson and, um, Deborah and will get to come back as um as Foggy and Garrett. I I would love to see them I come back. I hope so too, because they also did a phenomenal job. So yeah, agreed. Rights for Foggy and Karen, especially Karen. Agreed. B- both I love of them. Foggy too, but like Karen, like had like so much going for. Her. And now we're getting towards the end of Phase Five. We have our last two projects are intertwined together. Basically, they're going to be like they're supposed to be the conclusion of phase five and they're supposed to intertwine really nice together and we're going to talk about this first one right now it's captain america new world order and it's set for may 2024 the film's going to explore the effects of sam wilson becoming captain america and the rumored plot just sounds absolutely bonkers because thunderbolt ross is going to be the president the big giant celestial from the end of the eternals is now an island and there's adamantium on this island and they're gonna mine adamantium which is for people listening to this podcast that's wolverine's metal that comes out of his claws it's similar to vibranium and also in the comics that's what captain america's shield was made out of is adamantium and there's also rumors that this big eternals tiuma island is also going to be genosha which in the comics that's a mutant centric island so right now this plot to me i've said it on twitter i've said it almost everywhere doesn't even sound real the rumored plot but i am pumped for this film because it's oh and i forgot the biggest plot point is that sam wilson's supposed to be assembling the new avengers can't believe i forgot that that was also part of this rumored list of plot points was that he's going to be assembling the new avengers and just reading some of these rumors i'm like wow, this could end up being a gigantic film for Phase 5. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny because, like, we knew that Sam Wilson was obviously obviously becoming Captain America was a big part of the story and with Falcon and Winter Soldier and everything, but I did not see this much anticipation coming for Captain America 4. I mean, I was already excited for it anyway, getting... I love Anthony Mackie. He's one of my favorite MCU actors that we have, but this one is going to be absolutely crazy. Um, I mean, getting... 
we've got Harrison Ford in this movie as General Ross. I never thought I'd see the day when Harrison Ford, Han Solo, would be I in the know. MCU. I uh, know. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to be really weird. And I mean, good for Harrison Ford at 80 freaking years old, still doing it. Um, at least he gets to be completely CGI if and when he ever turns into Red Hulk. Um, <laughs> but no, this movie is going to be pretty nuts. And, and with that Young Avengers thing, I did not see that coming, but I could see how it, it could potentially happen in there because we've got Sam um, potentially like training up Eli Bradley after their kind of short interaction at the end of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm sure all the other young Avengers at least like know about him or have seen him do his thing over the years. And he almost seems like the kind of a, a good option to do that, especially because he kind of, you know, made his own rise through the ranks with like he started in phase two as, you know, just a, a soldier ex Air Force guy, you know, just helping out Cap. And then he rose up to being Captain America and Avenger and everything. Um, this one's going to be really fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Cap 4. I'm honestly just really excited to see what Anthony Mackie will do uh in the role of captain america even more because i i loved watching him in uh the disney plus show but i want to see how he does like in a like a full-blown mcu movie because they didn't really get the best shot at, at the disney plus show with like you know the plot having to have been rewritten and stuff and flag smashers yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and so i'm just excited for him to get like a good chance to like prove himself as the new captain america and i think he's gonna do an awesome job and honestly all these plot points that you were saying zach like all of it sounds intriguing <laughs> i don't know which way they're gonna go with it but whatever it is i'm i'm here for it i'm ready to see a new captain america movie yeah i agree with iris i'm more so just excited to see him as the captain america i think he was dealt a pretty pretty bad card with the show just because of the really weird plot that was you know kind of added on I feel like that was kind of low on everyone's ranking list but I yeah I think Anthony Mackie does a really great job he's really funny he's charismatic and I am excited to see how much he can add to this character I'm excited for the press tour too because he gives the best interviews yes he does no still i don't know if anybody remember my favorite moment of him was when i think it was his first clip got from captain america the winter soldier came out i think he was on jimmy fallon and he was just like like hyping it up through the entire thing you couldn't even (laughs) hear any of the dialogue that might be my favorite mcu interview ever just because it's really great i mean my favorite anthony mackie moment is still just a sebastian stan but you know (laughs) That's a that's a very close second the one you just mentioned. So that <laughs> oh, was amazing. It's that still that lives in my head rent free. Oh god. Same yeah. here. <laughs> Captain America New World Order. It's going to be just a blast, I think. I think Sam Wilson being Captain America. And also, I forgot to mention in my initial remarks about it, Tim Blake Nelson's returning as the leader from yes. the Incredible Hulk. And then also Isaiah Bradley uh from the Falcon New Winter Soldier will play a role. Eli Bradley's going to play a role. And then Joaquin Torres will be our new Falcon in this film. So I really think there's going to be a lot of cool dynamics within Captain America New World Order. And obviously, this film leads right into the Thunderbolts, which 
looking at it and like hearing some of the rumors right now and just when they announced it i was like oh my gosh is this just a bucky and the black widow sequel because like when you look at the thunderbolts team it when you look at it, it's all people from the falcon and the winter soldier and then the black widow film and you're like oh man they're they need to add some other characters to this but i don't know i still think that one has a lot of potential it's obviously thunderbolts coming out in july 2024 it's gonna end phase five so i'm assuming it's going to end with a pretty big no and some of the rumors include a super being named century which is a popular marvel comics character making his mcu debut and just basically becoming out of control like almost like a psycho superman and then thunderbolts have to go after him and there's been so many different rumors for the thunderbolts at this right that i don't know what to believe but i'm excited for the film and i'm also curious on why this one has to be the grand finale for phase five because we are in the multiverse saga so it is to me kind of weird that like we're ending phase five of the multiverse saga with a film that doesn't really feel like a multiverse film that's exactly what i was wondering too i'm like why is this the one that they picked as the big ending of phase five like i have it's theories not, we we haven't really spent time with the thunderbolts and like like this will be the first time of us really seeing them like as a team or like as a like all together in a movie and i'm very curious to hear your theories because yeah <laughs> i have a theory that this might not end up being the last film of phase five because we still don't know exactly when it's going to end because they put deadpool 3 in between thunderbolts and fantastic four and fantastic four is supposed to start phase six and now it's going to be the first film of 2025 so i'm thinking they might end up doing Deadpool 3 as the last Phase 5 movie because it's the last film of the year. They haven't ever started a phase in the middle of a year before, so that could be kind of just like a technical, logical thing. But if you're going to have – if there's any movie that deals with the multiverse, it's Deadpool 3 because it's bringing in freaking Wolverine from the X-Men movies, Hugh Jackman, and it's got the TVA involved reportedly, so – that's my theory on that. And then, you know, but Thunderbolts, I'm still crazy excited for. I mean, I, I, Florence Pugh is one of my favorite new characters in the MCU. I love Florence Pugh. She's great. Yeah. I love Yelena. She just, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for her. <laughs> Give me her in everything because uh, she was yes. awesome in Black yes. Widow and Hawkeye. Her whole thing, her and Kate Bishop is one of my new favorite combinations in MCU history. Yes, honestly. I want to see a spinoff where they go on vacation together. I think that would be <laughs> hilarious. Kate Bishop, Yelena Belova road trip. <laughs> Green yeah, light, that, green light right there. Yeah, green light that right Let's now. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, Thunderbolts is gonna be a really interesting movie. And there's this weird rumor going out now that they might have cut ghosts from the movie, which I which I hope isn't real. I I would love to see her coming back, but this one has a really interesting cast. I mean, uh, David Harbour is Red Guardian. I, I loved his and Yelena's thing in Black Widow. He's great. Uh John Walker's a really interesting character, US agent, and we finally get a lot more Val. I mean, this is going to be like the biggest uh, Val movie that we've gotten in the MCU um, after her couple of appearances so far. And um, no, I'm I'm really curious about that one. And then and then one other thing I I can't believe I forgot to mention this with uh, Cap Four. Cannot wait for the Tim Blake Nelson leader return because I've been I've been cheering for that for years. I've wanted to see that. Yeah, very exciting times ahead. And Muska and Iris, do you do you guys have any particular thoughts on this Thunderbolts? film in this lineup not necessarily i'm more so i know shocking but i'm more so 
interested or intrigued to see what's going on. I think, yeah, like, like you all said, it is an interesting note to end on. But I do love Florence Pugh, and I really, really want to see more of her character. But I'm just kind of like, it's like up in the air for me. I'm not really sure how I feel yet. That's fair. It's a long ways away, too. I am I am pretty excited about it just because I love most of the characters that are currently like slated as to that they will be in it. Um but like I said I'm I'm very confused um if this really is going to be the last movie in the in phase 5 I'm very confused and they better come with a really really good plot to end it. Um but I also hope it's going to be like one of those movies where it's like kind of like kind of gritty, kind of funny, like kind of almost Deadpool feeling ish, but like kind of, kind of like, I don't want to say suicide squad, but you know what I mean? When I say that, like kind of that type of humor, take the good stuff from suicide yes, squad. And the, put it the in good, this movie. Yes, exactly. The good squad, stuff but only the good squad parts with like the good stuff that the MCU always gives us. Like the, the, the suicide squad we deserved basically. <laughs> God, right. <laughs> the only other way i see the thunderbolts if if richard's theory doesn't come true with deadpool being the end of phase five which now i actually kind of leaning toward richard's theory because deadpool ending a phase just makes almost too much sense instead of deadpool kicking off oh, phase six. absolutely yeah it makes a lot of sense my only other way that i think they end with thunderbolts though is if the end of thunderbolts is sam wilson as captain america finally sets his new avengers line up at the end of Thunderbolts, and then we know who our Avengers main Avengers cast is going to be for yeah, the that, upcoming that Avengers films. I think that's cool. the only way that you can do it, and maybe that's how they end it. They confront Thunderbolt Ross, and the Avengers are back, and you know, hype for Phase Six is abound. But yeah, that's my only way of really seeing it. But yeah, I think we just previewed all Phase Five, so look at that. It'd be a hell of a phase, I'll tell you that much. I am That's very true. <laughs> it's I think Marvel is checking every box in this phase. And also this, just to reiterate once again, this is just everything we know. So this isn't including like if they do a Halloween special this year or if they do I a Christmas special. Do. Yeah, I hope they do too. I mean, we might get more series and special presentations and films announced for phase five, but this podcast was recorded when it was recorded. So it's like, hey, we're only previewing gonna... what we got. I'm going to put a call out to the universe, Moon Knight Hot Hanukkah special. Yes, they should do that. Absolutely, 100%. Whoa, okay. I didn't even that's think just, of that. That's just, something, that's just something personal for me. Demand an Eid special from Kamala. Yes. <laughs> That'd be, if hey, we get I'll Christmas specials, why can't we have specials for all the holidays? Right. I would take saying. it. I said on a podcast that if they're going to do special presentations, they should do it for all the holidays. They just can't do it on a, like, a random Wednesday. Like they have to do it on actual holidays, and I agree with uh, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. Yeah, they all should get special presentations that are on Those the respective all holidays. I think that is a brilliant idea, and I know Kevin Feige listens to our podcast, so I'm sure he's writing exactly. down the notes. He's taken so to... many of our ideas already. So yes, me and Iris has pi- me and Iris have pitched him so many. We've TV pitched series. so many we, things. I mean, we're, oh, 
you you should see you should see our pitches at the direct we've we've had a hashtag get gun campaign for the last three years trying I've to get seen it. Nice. <laughs> I've seen it his first interview at dc studio should be with the guys at the direct podcast i'll say that Agreed. right now 100 percent. i and, I think and he shared so much it. of our stuff it's, it's been awesome with him yeah he's He's a top tier guy. He liked my Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 review all the way back in 2017. And I still haven't forgotten that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And it was just Zach you know, has yeah. printed out the notification and hung it above his bed. I almost <laughs> almost did. Almost did, Iris. Yeah, you caught me. Caught me. But Richard, Iris Muska, thank you for joining me today on this podcast. I'll I can't wait to have you guys all back on this podcast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is great. We're going to have an awesome time with Phase 5 and uh, can't wait for more. I'm so excited to do more of these because I missed it. So, yeah. And you will. You will. We have more episodes on the way. So follow and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Our weekly Disney Plus series after shows will return in 2023 with Scroll Season, a secret invasion after show podcast. We will also be covering Loki, Ironheart, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the Marvels, and whatever else Marvel Studios and Sony throws at us in 2023 on top of even more bonus episodes. So for more Marvel content, head over to BoardWalkTimes.net or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BoardWalkTimes. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review.